Good morning. Good morning. April Fool's Day. Ha ha. <laughs> Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. And that's not part of the April Fool's. No, no. It was just the part about us fixing our hair, right? <laughs> So how are you I, doing, I, Betty? Good. I don't have much to fix up top. I have a little bit down below to fix. Things. I noticed that. I noticed that. I like it. It looks good. Are you a huge April Fool's person, a giving or taking regardless? No. Neither am I'm I. <laughs> I hate this day with a passion. <laughs> um, I, I have to confess to you and to the listening audience that I always had a little bit of trouble with practical jokers, mm -hmm. right? practical jokes. Because I'm such a transparent person, I believe everything that people say. Mm -hmm. And that has, on more than one occasion, gotten me into deep trouble. So, <laughs> I just, now you all know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I have better things to do today than constantly being bombarded by people thinking it's funny. You know, like, do you have anything else to do, too? Maybe work or, you know, go hang out with your kids or, you know, whatever. Like, I'd rather just do those things than try to set up a prank. Yeah, just my I thing. agree. Just my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's our opinion on it, and you can take it right. or leave it. <laughs> exactly. So don't Any get up because you might have a whoopee cushion underneath you. Like, I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, like I said, and we are sliding out of March. Yeah. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 26 years. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy. I'm still around. You can find me at ReikiOasis.com and you can schedule anything at schedule.ReikiOasis.com. And some of the things that I do on a regular basis, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, I have a meditation with Loretta. And if you cannot come at 11 a.m., you can sign up and I will send you a recording of the meditation. So we've been doing all kinds of wonderful things. We've been doing relaxation, but we've been hanging out with the archangels or the beings of light, whoever it is that shows up that wants to transmit some goodness to you during the meditation, because I'm also a channel. And so things do come through and hopefully they're good. Um, I also have the Temple of the Divine Feminine every month. And in the month of April, it will be the last Saturday of the month which is a little bit unusual, but April is a very busy month for me, so I've got lots going on. Also want to put a big shout out to my patrons. I am a listener-supported show, and you can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show if you want to be part of the community and be looking for some really wonderful things to come up uh, through Patreon as I'm updating everything to include my website. So keep watching. Good stuff is coming. Little astrology checking because I want to spend most of the hour talking to my soul sister who I love dearly, who is on my show today. I'm so excited. She's on my show. I can't hardly stand it. But anyway, if March was a mixed bag of water and fire or confusion and clarity or action and confusion, y'all get to figure that one out. April is going to be pretty straightforward, Benny. <sighs> I hope so. None of, none of this dancing around garbage. Come on, just, tell it to me straight, Loretta. Tell it to me straight. Just say it. Yeah, just right? do it. Let's go right? for it. Let's go for it. Yeah. But of course, that's the energy of Aries anyway. Energy, uh, April keywords are clarity, spark, 
and forward momentum. It's time to get your mojo back and start living your life on purpose, on your terms. So the first half of the month is very Aries. So it's going to have Sun, Mercury, Venus, Chiron, and for a few days, the Moon all in Aries. That's Sun, Mercury, Venus, Chiron, and the Moon all in Aries. Remember that anytime we have like three or more planets, two or more in this place, five in a sign, it magnifies not only the energy of that sign, but the energy of those planets. So lots is going to go on. Right, this because we don't want this to affect. I've lost my mojo. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> that was exactly right. That's exactly right. That's the energy of it. Uh-huh. It's Yep. It, thanks, Betty. It will infuse all of us with much needed confidence to break free from the previous 12-month cycle and start fresh and clean and breathing. I know. The first half of the month may go by quickly. In fact, it probably will because it's got really accelerated energy. And you might feel things moving at a fast pace. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed. This is going to help you tackle projects you previously had procrastinated on. The Aries new moon on April 11 is one of the best days of the year for manifesting, setting goals, and planting seeds of intention. And I sometimes think you just need to write that on your calendar, do a special little meditation or, you know, plant some seeds or something, you know, really, really jump into that energy because these energies don't just happen for a moment. It's not a light switch on the wall. They're already coming in like the wind and they come in and they go out or maybe like the current of an ocean. Yeah, 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 could be. So um, in the first half of the month, we're also dealing with Mars Neptune square, which could stir up tensions and bring some information to the surface that ignites a heated response. Ooh, in the that means you might not like the information that comes to the surface. That that's okay. We can deal with it. In the second half of the month, things get even more interesting because now we have Mercury, Venus, and the Sun conjunct, conjunct Uranus and Taurus, which sounds like gobbledygook, but we're talking about a quadruple conjunction that involves Uranus, the planet of surprises. That means change is on the horizon, and it might take you by surprise. As we enter Taurus season, which is an Earth sign, midway through the month, things might slow down a little and we might need to work with what's in front of us rather than adding anything to our already busy plates. And then the month is going to end with a spiritually restorative Scorpio super full moon and the sun making its annual alignment with Uranus, the planet of change, surprises, which has the power to really wake us up. So this is going to be a powerful month for manifesting, trusting your intuition, and being open to change and moving forward. Uh, between now and the next radio show, I want to mention one thing. On Sunday, which is April 4th, it will be the fourth day of the fourth month, which gives us the numerology influence of 44, which is a powerful number for healing, authenticity, and the building of a very strong uh, foundation. I will be having a meditation on that day. And that energy is already here today. And it's one of the reasons I'm so excited that my guest was able to be on today, because this is all about putting her on a beautiful structure, 
showcasing her. And I, I just can't wait to introduce you to Annie Crowley. And if you love the, the planet, if you love the oceans, if you like to breathe, you're going to love my guest today. Annie Crowley, I call her the goddess of the sea, right? I do. I think she's a mermaid. She's not showing her tail. Um, but through public speaking tours, books, DVDs, underwater photography, movies, workshops, and programs, Annie Cat Crowley reaches a worldwide audience. Um, she is a master diver and truly the voice of the goddess of the sea. She addresses such things as climate change, ocean acid, uh, acidification, and plastic pollution, climate change. Yeah. As she says, the ocean healed her. She wants it to heal you. We're going to be discussing everything she does to include her new 48-page junior library guild selection book, Planet Ocean, Why We All Need a Healthy Ocean. By the way, Annie has the dubious, I'm going to say pleasure, to have been the only person I know who literally threw me into the sea. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Addie. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be here. Now, I don't think I knew at the time I was throwing you into the ocean. <laughs> you were assisting me to go backwards out of a little boat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I, I, yeah. I helped you get into the water so that you could fly with the manta rays. So, yes. Uh, yes. And, and that's when we were connected. I was reflecting on... Uh, how we met actually, and that it was the ocean that brought us together. It was it, the best was. thing that possibly could have happened. And yeah. so uh, you've actually gotten to experience my world with me and it, it's been pure love and light ever since that journey. So thanks for having me on the show today. I love how you said that. Yes, the ocean did bring us together. Uh, I want to show everybody the cover of, the, of her, her newest book, Planet Ocean, and Why We All Need a Healthy Ocean. It's a beautiful book. Everything you do, Annie, is so beautiful. It's beautifully done. Very, very beautiful. And um, since we're talking about the manta rays, let me find. There's a picture in here. Is it there? Let it is just, there. Let me look real quick. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There's a picture right there. I'll cover it. Because I got it. I got it signed by the author because <laughs> i got inroads so for the radio audience i'm sorry that you're not seeing it but it it for those of you that have the book it's on page uh 12 yeah uh, on page 12 and i love those, it yeah so i have so many questions for you because even though we're soul sisters and love each other deeply and dearly for eons of lifetimes um I just want to bring you forward to the listening audience. So you actually swim, in my opinion, in the body of the goddess of the sea. You swim with her and you swim in her. How did the love of the ocean of the sea come to you? Did you always have it when you were a little kid or what happened? So I think I was always attached to water. Uh, it's it's kind of been my I, my mom describes it as when I was uh, very young, like two years old, that she would take me to the public swimming pool in Chicago. So I was born and raised in Chicago and we had a very active park. It was Portage Park. And um, 
and the indoor pool when I was around two, I would walk off the diving board and just jump into the water. And so I grew up uh, in in water, going swim team, Lake Michigan was my ocean. Uh, and, you know, to, it is one of the Great Lakes. So it's a very large place. <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't actually see the ocean until after college. Um, and we might have, I remember driving as a, a child down to Florida on, you know, the great family vacation with, you know, four kids and the, the eight track cassette and a station wagon. And the only thing I remember about Florida was river country, Disney world. And that on the beach, my brother got bit by a hermit crab on his toe. And it was a very salty place because when you swim in freshwater, what you don't realize is you swallow a lot of water when you swim. And so my first experience in the ocean, I remember it being very salty. Um, and, but then I really didn't experience the ocean until after college. It was, um, but I do feel that, uh, I think that that's another story of how I found the ocean, if you want to go there. I do. I want to hear it. Yeah. And, and many, one, of my, my, one of my things, too, and you can address this, you know, because I jump around a bit, is I was thinking as we were coming into the show that I have always been afraid of water, right? Mm. So for the ocean to bring us together is, is pretty big for me. So yeah. talk, talk I, I, more about how you got into the ocean. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to tell you a, a little bit of a secret um, because I know that uh, the part of what you do um, is help people face their pasts and face their fears. And and, you know, my mom was very instrumental in my life, as was my grandmother. I feel like I have a matrilineal um group of women supporting me. As a matter of fact, on my hands, I wear great grandmother's rings. So I never forget the power from the women in my life. And when I want to feel strong, I have these symbols on my hands that I get to feel the strength of the feminine, the female power that created me. Um, and so that's very special in my life because when I look at the ocean, I look at the ocean as my mother, as my lover. When I slipped in, I became one. And when my when I look back at my life when I was a child, my mom never put her head underwater. She always was a swimmer who kept her head above water. And I still like can visualize um but, uh, what it was like to swim with her. And we have these old home videos that show her with a bathing cap on her head <laughs> and her head, her head I on the water. Those caps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so it was really interesting because when I asked her, you know, what happened? How did this come about? And she said, I never wanted to pass my fears onto you kids. I never wanted you uh, to feel around water how I felt. And she actually, we tried to have her scuba dive with me many moons ago. And uh, she's an armchair traveler, as she says, with me uh, to the sea. Um, but she said that something had happened to her in her childhood with an operation that a mask went over her face. And that's what prevented her from um, being able to 
submerge. But the lesson that I gained from that was that um, we all have these innate fears around water. People do. We, we raise our children so to learn to swim so they don't drown, not so that they can become underwater explorers and find the other 70% of our planet, but we literally have these fears around water that I believe are generational fears. And then the media that we're um, faced with, it really does fear cells. And so shows like Jaws or Megalodon or uh, the scary things that, that are out there, it's because fear sells. And so I made a conscious decision um, that when I found the ocean, it was so different than I could have ever imagined. And it was better than what I could have imagined. It gave me life and just this whole other way of being. Wow, I love what you said so much because not only is it real, right? Like, can you put your head under the water or what's under the water? But it's, the, I, I call it the deep dive into the soul, Annie, you know, like inside our own self. Um, so when we're standing and we're looking at the water, because I've had this experience myself where I'm like, that is scary. And you're right. It is those, like, I'm afraid, like, if I put my foot in there, will a shark come and eat it? Right. You know, like as a, as a little girl, these feel, fears were in me, but diving with you and, and getting under the water, w once you get under there and you realize you can breathe because you have this apparatus, right. You know, um, then you see everything that's just below the surface and to me, that's just below the surface of life. And possibly it's looking deeper into life. And it's a metaphor yeah. for our life. Yeah, I feel, yeah. Loretta, and I feel like you know so much about me because of, of this metaphor that everything mm -hmm. I learned, I learned from the sea. And when I, maybe I'll tell you the story of how I found the ocean as a scuba diver, I was literally walking down the, the street and I was in Perth, Australia, and I saw a sign that said, learn to scuba dive. And I had this couple of weeks in this journey. I was on a journey of life. I had, I had uh, saved my money after college and I knew I wanted to travel. And I thought I was going to be a travel photographer and filmmaker. Little did I know I was going to become an underwater photographer and filmmaker. Um, so when I I saw the sign, I thought, you know, I've, I, I've always wanted to try it, but I never had the opportunity and I have this time. And so I call it following the signs of life. And so I went in and I, I took my first breath underwater and I looked at my instructor and I thought I could do what you can do. And, <laughs> and in the, in the course, it said, yes, I know. I was like, I was like, I was on I'm sorry, but I was thinking of that song. Anything you can do. No, no, I didn't think that. Yes, yes, I know. I, I know. I sang that song in drama when I was a kid. I, I grew up um, on the stage during high school uh, in plays, and we actually sang that song. That's from Annie. Get your gun. So oh, I know oh, that it song. Is. Oh, it is. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, you know, your angels are talking to you in a good way here, yeah, Loretta. They That's what <laughs> they really are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so when I when I um, when I took my first breath under the water, not only that, but in the messaging from Patty, which is the training agency that I'm an instructor with, that I'm a master master scuba diver instructor, um, with the training uh, agency that I was with, they literally say, if you become a professional, you can travel the world. Well, that happened to be on the first two weeks that I was out of the country for my first time. And I was like, after my first open water class, I was like, I'm going to become an instructor and never go home. And what happened was I went on this journey for the next year and I became a dive master. And then the, and I was in Australia the whole time. And then I went to New Zealand and I became a dive instructor as well as traveling with the rodeo and doing all kinds of other crazy crazy things. And um, I'm a very visual person. And I saw somebody's photographs from Indonesia. And so I traded in my plane ticket for a one back home for a one way ticket to Indonesia. And I became a dive instructor in Indonesia. And that was my first job as a dive instructor. And that was 25 years ago. So I, I really fell in love with the ocean. Like I knew it was my home. I would sit on the cliffs and the, the wind would whip through my hair and speak to me like the, the angels in the ocean. When I say the ocean is my mother, my lover, my best friend, it is where I found home. I was like, how could I ever live without you? I, I, I just feel so strongly this connection that I have to nature and especially water and our ocean. So, um, so I'm glad that you took the journey with me and did that back roll off the, off the boat. It was a good one. I am too. So grateful. So very, very grateful. Yeah. Um, it's really, really clear that you love the ocean and I'm going to say the ocean loves you, right? Mother ocean and all of her, all of her, um, I, I don't quite know what to say them. I say sea creatures, but you know, they're, they're sentient beings and I'm just going to say this and we have so much to talk about, but I literally knew that you called those manta rays when we got down to the bottom of the sea and we're laying down there. I went, she's calling them. I can hear it. And then they came and danced for us. And it was beautiful, you know, dance of love. Yeah. Yep. I really feel that, um, you know, the, there's something I was reading just yesterday and it, and something that I heard, you know, the photo that's behind me and the radio listeners, I know you can't hear it, but the people on YouTube can see it. This is a photo taken in August 2009 of the full moon on the water in the North Pacific Gyre, which is commonly known as the garbage patch. And I have it as my background photo. And when you were going through your astrology um, lesson for this month, it, it, it really took me back to this place in time and it it is I feel like nature talks to all of us if we listen Mm -hmm. and um that with the animals and we we hear a lot about them being sentient beings and I feel extraordinarily connected to them especially when I'm in the presence of mother humpback whales and babies and 
I, I don't think I could take all the credit for calling in those manta rays. They were in a cleaning station, but we got placed there. Um, and I'm very humble. But when the animals show up, I do listen to them. And I feel like they have many, many ways to communicate with us. And it's through body language. And it's through learning about them, both from a scientific standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, from a, a giving standpoint, because they've existed on our planet for millions of years longer than we've existed. You know, we came from the ocean. The ocean is us. And as I take a deep breath, I can't help but think that life began in the sea. And it began with, um, you know, phytoplankton is responsible for 50 to 70% of the oxygen that we breathe right now. When we're looking, you're mentioning uh, the stars and the planets. As people, we're out trying to find water on other planets. And I have all these connections to the water on our planet and the animals are trying to talk to us and tell us things because they're going to be fine without us, but we won't be fine without a healthy ocean. Yeah, that's very well said. And um, you jumped right in, um, <laughs> dove right in. Your guides are funny. Anyway, um, to a, a comment I was going to make, and then we're going to take a station break. But, you know, in in my meditations uh, uh, world or in my spiritual world, we know that water has memory. And it has been here forever, right? And so held within the, um, I'm going to say the wisdom base of water is all that is and all that ever will be. And us also. And the beautiful little uh, YouTube that you sent me this morning, and by the way, for all the listeners, you should just go check out Annie Crowley's YouTube, because you you literally have some of the most beautiful, heartfelt videos I've ever seen with astonishing underwater photography and messages that really reach your heart. But I think the one you sent me this morning um, was, there was a comment somebody made, uh, the narrator uh, that we came out of the sea and then we went back into the sea because we realized we were missing out on something. <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, with that in mind, uh, my guest today is just simply the amazing Annie Crowley. She is um, sometimes known as Ocean Annie, which I love to call her. You can tell that she is the ocean. She is part of the ocean. She's definitely here to help you fall in love with her beloved, which is the ocean. Uh, this is Loretta Brown. We're going to take a little station break and we will be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. 
Dr. Michael Noah, the health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Asthma affects 25 million people nationwide, and every day 10 people die with it, with African American women and children being most at risk. Early warning signs include coughing, especially at night, or with exercise and wheezing. Almost all asthma can be effectively managed with a good action plan. So talk with your doctor today, and for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. I love that. Benny is just picks the best music. I felt like I was in the ocean for just a moment there, Annie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my special guest, Annie Crowley, uh, Ocean Annie. And she brings us so much. We were talking uh, a lot about our adventurous soul, but I want to read something out of your book. I want to show people the book. Planet Yay. Ocean. And you'll notice too that this is a hardback book. It's very high quality. It's filled with pictures and information. And of course, Annie took all these pictures and it's it's really, really lovely. But I want to like, see, I'm reading right out of the book. Notice my little tags because I'm that girl. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> you know, I actually read stuff. I know. Who knew? But this is a quote from you and it comes right out of the book. We live in an absolutely incredible world which exists because of our ocean, but it is misunderstood, misrepresented, and undervalued by our society. Many of us fear the water and don't see past the surface, yet the ocean is us. What we do on land impacts our source of life. Every drop of water we drink and much of the food we eat starts with the sea. Breathe in and you breathe ocean. I love that so much. Breathing mm. ocean. Yeah. I, I, uh, I almost have tears in my eyes when, when you read that because it's, I, I feel that one of the reasons I'm on the planet right now is to help others understand their connection to the ocean. You know, um, I can't help but think about one of the big lessons that I learned from the sea is that there's tides and there's tides in life. And with every low, there's a high. And with every high, there's a low. And it's cycles. And I learned um, the cycles in my life and what to watch for and and even how to plan my day. Like I'm way more productive in the morning with my mental uh, capabilities. And at night I could be creative as long as I don't have to do mental uh, mental creativity. But, um, but also I think uh, in our overall arch of who we are, that we know that there's lows and highs and that when we're in a low, a high is going to come. And when we may have a high, a low will be there as well. And it's knowing, um, knowing things like this and the flow and water works its way around everything. And sometimes it crashes and other times, um, 
it's just there peaceful and calm but what lies below it is this magical world that so few get to see. I think I heard a quote once that like 1% of the population are scuba divers, you know, like that's it. And yet 40% of our population of the world's population lives near the coast of, you know, like, so we are, people are drawn to water. Um, but I think that we need to have of a paradigm shift in how we treat water and how we view our planet. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And as, as far as you being, you know, bringing to people's conscious awareness, everything that's going on with the oceans, um, you have done so much in the realm of education, right? You mm -hmm. work, you work a lot with children and of course adults are children is trying to act like adults, right? That's right. We're kids, Loretta. <laughs> you and I both know it. <laughs> we ignite the we ignite the child within because play and imagination is so important. So, what was I don't know if you can even answer this uh, question because you've done so many things. What was your first project? What was the first thing you were drawn to do? And you are obviously a filmmaker and uh, a producer, and and you've got books. You've got um, workbooks or something uh, yeah so for let me yeah yeah i think that i think this might be valuable for everybody out there who's you know looking to make um a shift or a change you know sometimes you only need one person to believe in you until you could believe in yourself and one of the lessons in life that i learned was as i took this journey uh in my travels and then i came back to the united states and I was living and working in Santa Barbara at the time, and I went to a lecture for the company I was working at, and uh, uh, one of my dear friends and, and mentors in life, his name is Les Brown, it was a sales seminar, and he looked at me in this crowd of a thousand people and said, can you do more than you're doing today? People with vision prosper. You have to do things other people won't do in order to see and live your life of tomorrow. And it was all about harnessing your human potential, but it was in the framework of a sales seminar. And I literally went back to my office. He touched me so deeply. So I, I realized words really matter and public presentations really matter. And I took a calculated risk. I left my job. I sold my cars, my car, and I bought my underwater camera housing. And I set off on my journey to train myself as an underwater photographer and filmmaker. I took a program with Ralph Clevenger at Brooks Institute and Ernie Brooks. He's passed now, um, but he became one of my mentors. And again, this goes along with the signs of life. If you're open to the universe, the universe opens to you. As I found the ocean, I knew as, as a person who communicates with the ocean animals <laughs> and nature, more importantly, um, that I wanted to document the ocean and share my ocean with others. And so I set off on another journey. And through that, um, I ended up starting my own company. And my first project was a book and DVD that just went out of print after 15 years. It sold, a, yeah, it sold a couple hundred thousand copies. It was called Ocean Life A to Z. And I 
went to New York and I sold my idea to Reader's Digest Children's Division. And everybody in my life told me I was crazy, that I couldn't do it, that what was I thinking? And I had, you know, one person that said, you know what, you could do it. And I did. And it set my company and myself up for this path of creating products to share the world. And that that was back in 2006 was when that book was published. Um, and so my journey started about 2004. So it, it is this, you have to create gateways. You know, I think that that's um, something that you and I talked about at one point is that this book, Planet Ocean, Why We All Need a Healthy Ocean, I believe even though it was written for fourth to eighth graders, that the information in it, every single human being on our planet, I I wish will read this book because it breaks down the importance of the ocean as well as how we are connected to it and what people are doing to the sea, how you said everything we do on land affects impacts the ocean. And the ocean, it faces some wicked problems. And I think it's a reflection of who we are as a society and where we want to go and what we want to do. And um, it's hard for me when I look out. I was just in the San Juan Islands here. I'm in Washington State. And I was on Lopez Island. And yesterday morning, um, I went for a hike on the ocean. And I looked out and it's hard to believe that there's more microplastics in the ocean than there are stars in the galaxy. And I don't want to impart just the negative to everybody, but we do need to talk about this because who are we? Who are we? Are we are we this this, this water is our planet's life source. And I believe if we could land on Mars, that we could surely clean up our planet, but we have to help people understand why water and the sea is so vital in our life. Absolutely. And I'm thinking about the name of your book, Planet Ocean, right? Instead of planet Earth. <laughs> Yes. planet ocean and i think yes. that kind of says a lot because we i think we're mostly water here on this planet aren't we yeah and they say that uh, our blood chemistry is the same as the chemistry in the ocean oh, as well and we're 90 we are 98 <laughs> we are 98 percent water in our bodies and the ocean is 97 percent of the water on our planet. It's it's like, there's many ways that we can compare ourselves to the ocean. And I think that, um, yeah, I just can't say enough good things about, about the animals in the sea, but that we are the caretakers of them right now. And, and of, and of one another, you know, if we care for them, they will. Yeah. And of one another. Yeah, and of, of I want to. I want to. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. I wanted to jump back to something because I have another picture from your book, and um, I was there with you. I saw the speech and was absolutely horrified. And you have a little quote on this page, and then I'll show the picture to people on the YouTube. 
It says, this photo haunts me because the children grew up with this as normal. These experiences motivate my work and help others understand the urgency to act. And then here is a picture of children on a very, very cluttered beach covered with garbage. Yeah, and, and, pla and, and mainly plastic pollution place, on that it's beach. Plastic. Yeah, and because I also plastic, remember the yeah. plastic floating in the water when we were trying to dive also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when, when Loretta and I re arrived on, um, on that beach, I remember uh, we had just been on a plane for about 36 hours and, and through an airport transit center. And so we were all really tired, but I, we had just arrived to my, you know, one of my favorite places on the planet. And I really wanted to go and say hello to the ocean. Uh, and I don't think you have to live next to the ocean to feel the ocean. That's what I try and do with my photos and videos is give people a sense of place. You know, um, there's a lot of, uh, I think, Loretta, that you've done some meditations that I've listened to that your sound bath and your therapies often include the sounds of the ocean. Um, and, you know, just, just seeing it transports you. So I'm working on a series right now that just brings you five minutes of ocean without words, but with just sounds. And so I'm always constantly thinking about, you know, especially during the pandemic this last year, being able to dive into my photos and videos uh, and and create with them um, gave me not only a sense of purpose, but it took me to this place that I know exists on our planet that helped heal me on a very deep level. And when we landed and I asked the girls at um, where we landed, where can I go? Where can I go for a walk? And they said, oh my gosh, there's this beautiful beach and it's two blocks away. And then I got to the beach thinking I was going to be in heaven. And I was greeted by um, just, I, there was more plastic on the beach than, than sand and kids were playing in it. And I just could not help but think that this is their normal and this is so wrong. And how do we change this how can we create the how can we recreate and become a part of the solution to this because nature is a is i believe a fundamental right to be healthy, like that came from us and not anybody else. So I don't even like to say where that was because it's happening everywhere in our world. It's happening everywhere. So thanks for remembering that moment in time with us. Um, when I was in Colombia recently, I was in a small fishing village and plastic was coming from the river and then plastic was coming from the ocean. If I was a child in that village, I would believe plastic came from water. And that's what we have to shift. That's what we have to change. And I don't think as individuals, we can do this. We must have, um, we must raise our voices and let corporations know that we won't stand for this because it is very hard to refuse single-use plastic. All you have to do is go to the grocery store and buy lettuce or spinach or, or kale and 
almost all of it now comes in plastic containers that people are led to believe you can recycle, but most recycling stations can't handle the kind of plastic that is in the supermarkets. So um, I have a problem with recycling and putting the ownership on people. I often say, I remember second grade is when I first learned about recycling. And I'm not going to tell you how old I am because I am ageless. <laughs> I am ageless. Like but the ocean. In, like yes, the ocean. But, but, but in second grade, it, you know, we, sh we would have gotten it right. That was like more than 20 and 30 years ago that I was in second grade. And we would have gotten it right if it was meant to be gotten right. And so now we have to recreate the vision. And I think that this is the perfect time as we're coming out of our pandemic. And, you know, if the pandemic could have spread across the world in weeks, what would happen if we channel our energy and our vibration and the visualization of what we want our world to be and how we want to live in our world? Can you imagine the ripple and the waves that we can make around the world if we focus on living at one with our environment and taking responsibility for this? Like, it is a matter, and I, I know you've had some wonderful guests on your show, and last week I encourage everybody to listen to the podcast or, or watch the YouTube video from last week. One of the key elements was taking responsibility for yourself and your actions, and we need to do this and not put it off on somebody else, but really take responsibility for who we are yeah, and how I, we want to show up. Yeah, and actually... Um... You know, just to put a little plug in there, you know, I talk a lot about the fact that we've entered the age of Aquarius and we've actually left the age of Pisces, which is water. But the, the Aquarian uh, symbol is the water bearer, which is so weird because it's an air sign. But it talks about the alchemical properties of air and water mixed together. Right. And so that's where we're at. And that to me is oxygen. Right. That's transformation. That's that's and it's also personal responsibility, like you say. Um, I love everything. yeah. Every every drop of water, the snow, everything is connected to the ocean. The air we breathe has has humidity in it. It it is all connected. We are all connected. So can you talk a little bit because you do so much? Your, your business is called Dive Into Your Imagination. Right, yes. And uh, my website is ouroceanandyou.com and um, Our Ocean and You, that, that came out of this campaign of how do we connect people to the sea in a very positive way? And how do we give voice to the ocean? And so I, I'm, I work with a lot of different people in order to accomplish that. And so, yes, with schools, with groups, with organizations, with corporations, with women, um, it, it really, we all have different stories of how we're connected to water and to our ocean. And it's sharing these stories and sharing these voices. And I just hope that through some of my stories that I can connect people to the sea, that I can connect people to something greater than myself um, and something bigger than myself, kind of like how we find our angels. <laughs> and, you know, and um, it led me on a path of discovery. And that's where you know, 
I think that our challenges in life, oh my gosh, there's so many like water metaphors I'm thinking. Yeah. We, we can be washed over <laughs> with so many different, I think that the ocean washed over me and gave me something that I didn't know existed similar to some of the connections that you and I have made that you Loretta Brown are just a magnificent being of light and you help me connect on a deeper level to um to our world and knowing that we're not alone and that there's so many people out there waiting to connect with us if we're opening ourselves up to the connections that everybody is already there. And I'm gonna encourage um, everybody who's listening, reach out to me, reach out to Lara, uh, Loretta in any way that you possibly can if you're touched, moved or inspired by us because um, we're all light workers who are here on the planet and some of us are more awakened than others. And I feel that I'm just a connector like you, Loretta. Yep. Just like you. I was thinking when you were talking that uh, I, I work with the ocean of consciousness and we're all connected. We're all drops of water of that great ocean. And you also bring that you are also part of that ocean as well as really, really here doing your life work. Uh, I, I'm going to just reiterate what you said. I hope that people listening, whether it's live or or you're listening to some uh, archived show, which by the way, they're all archived. They're on podcast one, iTunes, or even on Amazon Audible. You know, we're all over the place. But um, if this is inspiring you, please reach out, especially to Annie Crowler, Crowley and support her work. Even if you can't, you know, because supporting someone's work is supporting the work, right? You're involved in it. And then, um, bring your kids out and learn to scuba dive or you learn to scuba dive. Um, Annie does uh, do classes here in the Pacific Northwest and a lot of things with kids. Years ago, I had a vision quest and I was told, heal the children and you heal the land. And that is exactly what you're doing. And I just, I feel like that we barely touched on the abundance and the plethora of the things that you're doing. And, and I, I'm also going to say this, I feel like you're being catapulted out of a can and, and it is truly your time. Yeah, I I want to I want to interject something here that I, we didn't talk about. That um, I run a dive team here in the Pacific Northwest for kids and teens, and I think that um, some of the life's work that I do with children are because I had a hard childhood. I did not, you know, like I think that you know we show up in life and we have one face and everybody thinks one thing, but I have a very very soft spot for 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 kids because I look at them as soul beings and they're very intelligent. And I feel that the kids and the teens that come into my life, whether it's through reading one of my books or watching one of my videos, that this is my way of connecting to them and letting them know that everything will be okay. You know, and so my childhood was pretty tough. And because of that, I really try to treat kids and teens with such kindness and and giving them a world to believe in that's bigger than themselves through the ocean. And that's one of the gateways that I've opened and why I work with kids and teens, because they're 40% of our population and 100% of our future. 
I love what you said. Um, and I'm going to say this too, that, you, you know, if you go to, what, what was it called? Our Ocean and, and Me, your website, right? Our Ocean and You. Our Ocean and You. I know there's a lot of video clips there as well as Annie Crowley's uh, YouTubes. But if you just take a moment and watch these beautiful productions, you're going to fall in love with the ocean and it, it's going to awaken something in you because we really do need to, number one, find out what's beneath the surface of the ocean so we can get over our fear of it, right, and get into our hearts. And we've got to help heal the mother because she is our mother and she does take care of us. Um, you have... Um, done done some you've got a, a production that has an orchestra orchestral symphony thing with it yes oceana stella sung oh my gosh stella contacted me to create a film that goes with a symphony that she wrote she's the most phenomenal um female composer living on our planet right now and through a mutual connection she reached out to me on a on a cold call and and like this is what i'm talking about with connections it's the first work that she did to connect people to the noise pollution that's happening in the ocean and she wanted a film to go along with it and so yes uh so much goodness and so much work and my gosh we're gonna have to have another time together loretta invite yes, me are. back yeah, invite me back <laughs> i will we've got about a minute left but i wanted to let people know that i actually looked on youtube and the, the um, symphony the oceana is going to be on youtube you can sign up to be notified i think it happens april 21st go take a look and you're going to see the beautiful photography from annie crowley annie in the last like 30 seconds um, what what message does the ocean have for us? <laughs> when you look below the surface of the ocean, for the metaphor for you, look below the surface of who you are. An entire world opens up when you go below the surface of who you are. And I'm going to encourage you to dive deep into who you are. You're a magnificent being. So thank you. Thank you so much. So much love from in, in the ocean of love. And uh, please find Annie Crowley at, what are all your websites real quick? OurOceanAndYou.com, AnnieCrowley.com, and EdmondsUnderwaterPark.com. That takes you on a virtual tour of our underwater backyard. Woohoo! And be sure to get Planet Ocean and all of the other things from the amazing ocean, Annie. I love you forever. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week and have fun on 4-4. Four, four. <laughs>